Hi, I'm Victoria. I am a Toronto sports content creator and you are listening to Red, White and Blue Days. Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Red, White and Blue Jays. Tonight is my episode 39. It's been a fantastic year. I've loved doing every episode uh going to take a little bit of a break over the winter period now that the jays are into the off season uh but i couldn't think of anybody better that i wanted on the pod and i've been trying to get hold of her for a little while uh so a very very warm welcome to victoria stewart it's great to have you victoria how you doing hi i'm great thank you i'm so glad to be here finally finally got to this yes i can't remember when i first first asked you it was a little while ago i know but the reason that you are our perfect guest for tonight is obviously everybody knows you for your love of the Leafs. And so it's a perfect segue from out of baseball season into hockey season. And so I'm hoping you're going to help us bridge that gap tonight. Yes. Yeah, I think that's definitely what I'm known for. Baseball is very new to me, but uh, I've enjoyed this season. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be a nice end to your podcast. Season. In terms of. I mean, just, you mentioned the baseball there. We'll come back to it in a bit more detail. Have you got over the disappointment of the weekend? How is the emotions? Because obviously being a Toronto sports fan is sometimes a painful ride. How are your emotions after Sunday? They're not great. Um, obviously, the Leafs not getting their great start to the season just added on to what the Jays had already given me in terms of emotions uh, last weekend. I still can't believe what I watched. <laughs> I'm still a little bit shocked, but it's sort of it's wearing off a little bit now, and I'm starting to actually just miss the Jays instead. Yeah, which is a great great place to be, isn't it? I I think I think my emotions of uh, yeah, they were a bit in tatters after the, I think after the first game, it, we were just beaten by a better team on the day. Um, you know, the, the Mariners did play better, but the second game was such a brutal turnaround. And we'll we'll unpack that a little bit in a moment. Um, let's just, let's find out a little about, bit about you first, because I'm intrigued to know, I know a little bit of your story, because I've obviously watched a bit of your, the, the stuff that you you put out. And I'm just trying to work out which order things came in first for you. Uh, so, so out of hockey, social media, Toronto, what what's the order of play for you? So I would say hockey itself came first because I started watching the Dundee Stars in like 2016. So that came first. Then I decided to branch out into the NHL. And I found the Leafs, so that came second. And then I started sort of tweeting out into... I already had, like, some followers on Twitter, but nothing like what I have now. And it certainly wasn't full of hockey fans. So I was kind of tweeting out into the oblivion about Leafs games in the middle of the night. Nobody cared until, like, a few tweets got picked up and then suddenly people actually started to follow me. But I would say that's probably the order I've always been very into social media like I even before social media was a thing as a child I was always the child that was walking around with my parents video camera taking videos of stuff and that was before any social media existed so I've always been very into content and very content focused so I don't think it's surprising what I do now but yeah that's the general order okay so in terms of uh hockey in scotland uh for because there may be a lot of people who are actually not that familiar with the uh hockey scene particularly in the uk uh what's what's the level like there but you know what sort of standard are the teams at so there's like professional leagues there's also a couple of tiers below that but if we just kind of stick to the professional league you've got the uh, elite ice hockey league which although professional it's not comparable to the likes of the NHL or even the AHL 
And there's even some places in Europe that I would say are probably at a higher standard than we are. But uh, it's good level of hockey. It's very, there's a good mix of Brits combined with imports and you get some really good games. It's definitely an underrated league and it's something that I would like more people to know about, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm very proud of like my country in general. So it's nice that we've got hockey over here too, to enjoy. Yeah, brilliant. And did you ever play as you know as you were growing up? Were you out on the rink at all? Absolutely not. I was like quite a sporty child, but very much I I played netball, I played field hockey, and like I was like a dancer. I okay. never ice when I was a child. No. <laughs> Any temptation to start now? Play hockey? No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Honestly, I just like watching. What What about curling? Do you, you play curling? Never, never played. Uh, I would like to. I'd like to have a shot at that, you know? Yeah, that sort of feels like a slightly safer entry yeah. into ice sports. Love yeah. curling. Yeah, it's, it's very popular, uh, particularly obviously when the Winter Olympics come along. Everybody mm. watches curling and then it sort of disappears for four. Well, it does in our part of the world anyway. It disappears for four yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. She, and then, then Eve Muirhead comes around again. <laughs> there she yeah. is. But but not this time now. She's retired. But, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, so where where did the where did the drip over into the NHL and particularly the Leafs story? Then, <clears throat> excuse me. Why why the Leafs as opposed to you know one of the other NHL teams? I don't have the best answer for this. I honestly, I downloaded the NHL app one night. Um, I think I'd come back from a game here and I knew like the NHL existed. So I downloaded the app and there was something about the Maple Leafs that just stuck out to me straight away. It was the first team that stuck out. Uh, I never picked, I wasn't one of those people that jumped around a few teams or anything. Pretty much since I started watching the NHL, I've been a Leafs fan. Um, it just popped out to me. I do have some family over in Ontario. Toronto okay. is some wanted to visit um however weirdly enough when I was younger my obsession's always been New York like New York was the city I was always obsessed with so it doesn't really make sense to me why I didn't pick you know like the Rangers or something instead but for some reason Toronto was the one that stuck out to me so I don't have a better answer than that I wish I did but that's, that's all right <laughs> well I think I think particularly in your formative growing up years it's hard to shift once you've your heart connects with something Mm -hmm. particularly in terms of a sports sports franchise they become the team don't they for you and yeah. you know uh, I've got stuff up here which is above the camera you can't see uh, of Liverpool and you know my uh -huh. my growing up as as a you know a young lad Liverpool were, were flying high and my heart connection was with them and yeah has has been forever more uh how many games have I seen well a handful but you know not not regularly by any means and I think you know, when you fall in love with a sports team, whatever the journey is to that point, they're always your team. Yeah, I totally it's, agree. Yeah. So bit of a painful journey, though, uh, because, I mean, well, you'll know all about the history about the Leafs now, uh, which you perhaps didn't know when you pick them. Uh, how? Yeah. Wh wh where do you feel with all of that? Because, you know, original six team. You know, was it 1967? Am I right in my stats there yeah. in terms of the last Stanley Cup? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a, I am I studied history at undergrad. Uh, I do marketing now, but I did history. So history and sports history included is something that like, really interests me. So that was one of the first things after I picked Toronto that I went and looked into. And obviously <laughs> the outcomes were not the best by any means, but... You know what, I would still rather have a club that's got such a rich history, being an original six team and everything. I still find that aspect really interesting. And there's been so many chapters of Leafs history that I just, I absolutely love it. Um, but unfortunately, most of it hasn't been winning chapters, which sure. you're forever on the, like, the end of like chirps and people making fun of you. But you know what? It's okay. Um, I I still would have the same teams, and they could never win anything in my lifetime, which is perfectly possible. You know, um, same goes for any of my sports teams. I, I could spend the rest of my life not seeing them win anything, and they would still be my sports team. I definitely, 
I couldn't be one of those people that ever gives up on them just because they don't win. I couldn't see that happening. So as much as it's heartbreaking, it just is what it is. And I just try and enjoy there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's being a sports fan, isn't it? That's getting behind your team through thick and thin. Yeah. Win, lose or draw. Well, I don't do draws, of course, but um, you know, metaphorically, win, lose or draw, you're you're there and you're supporting them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when because I, I know you've got a trip lined up, haven't you, to Toronto later this year? Your first, your first time to the city. Yes. How, how exciting is that? It is very, very exciting. Um, I didn't think I was going to get to go until at least till I finished university. I didn't think that was going to happen. So like a couple of opportunities came up and I just decided to grab it. So I'm still very much in the, honestly, it's next month and I still have so much to organize in terms of it because there's so much going on right now. Um, but I'm very excited nonetheless. I can't wait to to go. I've been wanting to go for so long. Um, I just, I honestly think I'll cry when I get Scotia Bank. I think yeah. I'll be sitting in, the rink in tears. So anyone sees me crying in the ring, <laughs> just <laughs> please, <laughs> please. That's brilliant. How many games are you getting to see while you're there? I'm not entirely sure because I don't actually know how many days I'm staying there for yet, but I've got okay. at least one lined up. Yeah. I'm definitely the Islanders game. So Oh, nice. It's funny. We went to, I mean, I've been to Toronto several times and on one of our trips, we tried to go and see the Leafs play. And quite frankly, with the family, the tickets were so expensive. Yeah. Um, and really hard to get hold of. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, we've got four children, so there's six of us all together. And trying to get six tickets to see the least play was just never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we did on that trip, we went from Toronto uh, across to Boston and then down to New York and home. And when we, yeah, it was, it was a great, great little road trip. But when we were in Boston, we got to see the Bruins against the Islanders. So, um, yeah. uh, which, which was, which was great because I wanted to experience the NHL experience yeah. and uh, we managed to get a family ticket at, at the Bruins and that's yeah, brilliant such a such an exciting sport and it's a shame that we don't see more of it here yeah um, yeah because it's so fast and it's it's all action isn't it I mean it's completely different to baseball in terms of dynamic. yeah they're honestly they are complete opposites the two sports but that almost makes them complement each other because you've got two completely different sort of energies going on there but I think yeah. it's good to have contrast and they definitely have that yeah fantastic so other plans in toronto when you get there uh presumably you're going to have a little look at roger center as well as you i mean they're, they're i don't know about 400 yards apart from each other so they're not you know exactly <laughs> yeah i'm very excited to to just even go past there i i love taking i love taking photos and videos of stuff so i know that yeah. my I'm going to have so much storage just filled with Toronto content. I know that already. I'm just so excited to see everything. I don't have too many. I've got a few things like solidly planned. But as I said, considering it's only, I think, six weeks away, I should be more organized than what I am right now, put it that way. (laughs) Well, if you want some tips of things to look at, go to, uh, you know, just give us a shout. There's there's just loads of things there. Um, And uh, you'll absolutely love it. It's a brilliant city. It's it's full of full of energy full of life i love every time i go back to toronto it's 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 super and uh yeah you'll have a have a great time how how do you find the old night game shift for a uk supporter how how do you what's your uh, technique for managing watching the leafs in the middle of the night it's really bad it's it's shocking <laughs> I've made a sort of pledge to myself this year just because I'm doing my master's right now so there's a lot more studying going on than what I was doing before and I've sort of made a pact to myself that I'm not going to stay up for every single game just because I need to sleep but I do for the past like few years very much you do a nap between maybe like 10 and like it's usually 12 face off the 3 a.m.s just something else don't even get me started in the west coast yeah just do not get me started when it's 3 a.m i just it makes me want to cry um but when it's midnight (laughs) a.m it's sort of you can get a couple hours nap in there i did that last night and then i i sometimes sleep during the intermissions as well but it's it's a risky game because you risk not waking 
fucking up when you do that. Um, it's, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, if you can pick a sport that's in your time zone better, I highly recommend. the ba- like, Baseball was so refreshing to me because I would stay up for the occasional game, but there were so many early ones, especially on the weekends, mm. that it made easy for me to like keep up with the team it's way easier to watch baseball than it is nhl in yeah. this country definitely easier um but it's 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 tough and i i wouldn't recommend it's probably not great for your health <laughs> either <laughs> oh I, I see i it's funny because you sort you do sort of get used to it you wind up for the season as it you know as it's coming around and you start mentally i think preparing for okay oh, yeah. we're, we're back into that mindset now yeah I think that the hard thing is, and and last night's result for for the Leafs, of course, they they came away with a loss. You know, it's that disappointment and close game again. You know, just pipped by a single goal. You know, you stayed up all night for a loss to happen. I mean, that's always a hard one to swallow. Oh yeah, that that makes it worse. When they win, it's a lot easier to sort of know that you at least got to witness that live. Last night, results like that are so frustrating. I mean, there was 17, 18 seconds left in the game and we lost to that. That was really frustrating. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's Toronto sports, isn't it? Stuff happens, but yeah. it's it's not nice going to bed at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. knowing you stayed up just to watch your team embarrass themselves yet again. So, yeah, I, yeah. It, it is hard. Oh, but as we said, you stick with your guys and oh, yeah. you know that they're, they're your team and even with the losses as painful as it is you're going to be there next time round, aren't you because you oh 100 yeah yeah <laughs> so t- tell me about your your fascination with mr matthews then oh where do i start <laughs> i mean i i i used to have in my twitter bio i used to have austin matthews enthusiast in my twitter bio but i find people sometimes don't take you very seriously when they know that you're obsessed with a player because they sort of assume that especially as like a girl watching sport that you're only watching it for them which is not true if Austin does leave I will still be as big of a Leafs fan so that's not the case however he has been my favorite player since I started watching the Leafs he was drafted at the same time I started watching hockey like it aligns up perfectly so to me like he is a big part of like my Toronto sports love um he was the first Toronto sports player that I ever was like obsessed with I have 34 tattooed on my ankle um but also like I I, I love Gosman so the 34 thing worked out really well for me right I just I love Austin Matthews so much he he's an incredible player I people try and like chirp him but I don't understand how you're chirping someone that racks up goals like that whose stats last look like that i i just can't i can't get behind it i adore that man (laughs) and it was a massive moment for the Leafs, wasn't it when he was was drafted in um everybody was talking about this guy and uh, he's lived up to expectations yeah exactly there's always that sort of risk even when you get like first round picks there's a risk that they're not going to live up to what you're hoping they'll be whereas i feel like he has sort of surpassed everything that anyone could have expected uh, and he's still so young that's the thing he's probably not even reached his peak yet he is still so young and he's got so much more to give I mean as long as he stays healthy this season like who knows what he could end up with um, it's like franchise history in the making and you know you've always got those players in the past that everyone talks about now um, and like Austin Matthews is going to be that a hundred years from now uh, and I just think it's great that we get to witness somebody's great simply yeah it is amazing. In terms of your your heart for this season, uh, I did a little bit of research in terms of what people were saying, uh, and there seems to be some positive vibes around the Leafs this year. I think not so much in just that they're a good team, and I think you know they are a great team, but also that the fact that the competition isn't quite as strong as it potentially has been in the last few seasons. Are you sort of holding back or are you feeling this this is our year where where are you i'm like an optimist i am the biggest optimist ever so every year i start off the season and i'm like this is this the year we've got it this year we're at least getting past the first round usually i don't fetch it to oh we're going to win the cup 
I think all most Leafs fans want is just to get out the first round. So every year I'm determined that's going to happen. Uh, this year I feel exactly the same. We do have a very good team, of course. And I, we have a challenging division. Like sometimes results come from who you're matched up against, right? And our division is pretty tough. But especially the likes of uh, like Florida and stuff, they're not as good this year at all. And even Tampa, I don't know, something's telling me Tampa aren't going to be quite as good this year. And obviously they are our biggest problem in the division. So that combined with the fact that I actually think we've upgraded in a lot of depth areas in our team, I think we really do stand a solid chance this year. And I know that watching the game last night, that doesn't add up to what I saw last night, but you can't base an entire season off of one game. You know, you just can't. But I will always be optimistic about them. I just don't see the point in making yourself miserable. Like sports are meant to be fun. You're meant to enjoy making yourself miserable and being pessimistic over them all the time isn't going to do anyone any good. So you might as well try your best to be optimistic as best you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think certainly what they were saying uh, on a couple of pods I was listening today. You know, you mentioned uh, Tampa as 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 being that nemesis there, they don't seem to be as strong. I think the other thing that was mentioned was just in terms of the goaltending for, for the Leafs, that seems to be also a position perhaps could potentially be a little bit of a banana skin. Yes, yeah, very much so. We've got the riskiest goaltending that I've seen in a while. Goaltending <laughs> goes wrong for the Leafs. It's one area that every season just goes drastically wrong. Um, And this year, it's definitely a risky tandem that we've got going. But last year, we still, until the first round, we still did really well in the regular season. And our goaltending stats were average when you look at them overall. Um, We had some really good phases, but on, like, across the season, they were really, like, below average stats. I don't even think they were at average. I think they were below that. So if this year we could just stick to average stats, will be better than we were last year and we were already good last year so um I'm optimistic Matt Murray I really like he I found out he's obviously got like Scottish like descent um he's actually got he's descended from Dundee I found out oh there you go yeah I know I know immediately I I I love that guy I love him um (laughs) I'm excited to see what it'll do, but you know, you've got to be proud of your own when people have got Scottish heritage, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I all, all in for all of that. I think yeah. <laughs> that again, that brings the connection, doesn't it? Particularly between you and loving that sport and you have those connections and it's amazing how many, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it's amazing how connections there are between Canada and Scotland. Yeah. Uh, just loads. I've known loads of Jays fans. Uh, we've got, I mean, I think, two or three certainly at the moment the people i know they're coming over to scotland that's going to live in scotland for a while they've got scottish heritage and all this sort of stuff and it's just like it's it's a it's a much stronger connection than i had ever realized Uh, you haven't got any connections you know back in your lines in terms of the two countries at all you know what i would love to do sort of one of those uh dna you know like where you send it away and then you find out where all like your your in the past I would love to do one of those um that'd be fascinating but I I love I did a lot of Scottish Canadian history and I studied like that quite a lot and I'm I'm fascinated by it it's amazing how interlinked the two nations are yeah and uh my boyfriend is Canadian so I was gonna mention that at some point yeah but you've done it now (laughs) so keeping that going strong you know Scottish Canadian relations totally absolutely Uh, so where, where did you guys meet at uni or uh, he actually was studying, he was at medical school in Ireland and obviously I'm just across here so it's like there's a tiny bit of water in between and he actually found me because of my Twitter, my Twitter stuff no came up. No way, I didn't know that story. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's... he was scrolling down Twitter one night, he was watching a Leafs game in the middle of the night and I get this message off of this random like guy at like 1.30 in the morning and he's just oh, hi, um, like, you're watching the Leafs from the same time zone as me. And then before we knew it, like, he came over and visited. And uh, I've known him nearly a year now. He just moved back to Canada for work because his job's out there just now. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, that's how we met because that's of that. Like, that's <laughs> I had no idea. I knew your boyfriend was Canadian. So uh, look, we've got to give him a shout out. So what's his name? Uh, it's Ryan. Ryan. Okay. And what's Ryan's Twitter handle? So everybody can go and follow him as well as you. It's um, at RB Golf Guy. RB Golf Guy. Yeah. Okay. He obviously likes golf. He is obsessed with golf. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. Well, again, you know, dating somebody from Scotland, perfect nation yeah. for golf. Absolutely. Exactly. It's a running joke that he is only dating me because I'm right next to St Andrews. That is a yeah. running joke. I'm only dating him because he's right next to Toronto. So. Uh, that's brilliant. I love that story. That's just, that's made my day. That has brilliant. 7 p.m. First Pitch in Toronto. Midnight First Pitch in London. We're Blue Jays Fans UK. And we stay up late. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays. Okay, let's, um, I want to just sort of dip into your social media stuff. Uh, and and I, I know you've spoken about this quite passionately and quite openly in terms of you know, social media is is great for many positive things. And I love what you do is you bring that positivity to that medium and everything you produce is, is always with that mindset. But you've done a sort of a couple of videos I've watched where you've reflected a little bit in terms of some of the negative sides uh, of social media and particularly as, as a lady commenting on sport just can you just give us a little bit of a flavor in terms of how you see that world now and how how you personally manage that when stuff's coming back at you that Mm -hmm. perhaps isn't quite so positive yeah um I mean I think the problem is the more followers you get the more hate you're going to get to go along with it and that's true for anybody but the just the ones that really get to me are the ones that you know they're only aiming at females. And I know a lot of other um, women that do other sort of sports content and they get exactly the same. And it's just, it's so disheartening to see. And as much as about 99% of people on there are lovely and so positive and they make it worthwhile, there are some days where I'll just sort of scroll through some of my replies and I just, I turn my notifications off to her for the rest of the day because they're just, they're either being mean about you talking about the sport or, you know, like sometimes, as I said, when I would talk about Austin Matthews, they would assume that, you know, I didn't actually know what I was talking about. I just wanted to stare at Austin Matthews, which I hate to point out, but when you're watching hockey, you can't see what those guys look like. I can tell you what players in the NHL actually look like. Um, and yet people still sort of think that's the main reason why women would watch sports, which just doesn't really even make sense. But it can be a mean place, social media. And I think it's important to take breaks from it and have a good balance with it because it takes its toll scrolling down and scrolling down. And not everything's going to be positive and you can't expect to be on the internet and not see mean things. But I think people people need to remember like there are like human beings behind that screen that you're saying that to and if you wouldn't say it to their face you just shouldn't type it either I mean I had a couple people last night um who just I posted I posted a selfie in a like a leaf jersey and then like the rest of the night was just kind of live tweeting the game and some of the replies to it were just they were a bit mean (laughs) they were a little bit mean I blocked somebody Um, And I don't block people very often. I don't like to block people because I'm all for people having their say. But I did, on that post, turn the replies off and I did block somebody on it. And that was just last night. Um, Yeah, it's it's a rough world. I can't complain, but it's it's tough. (laughs) Yeah, and and is, is the content coming back to you because you posted a photo of you in your your, your least gear is it because they don't want to see that sort of stuff is it just because they've got quite frankly nothing better to do than upset people you know do you get a sort of feel for why some posts might generate more response than others yeah I think mainly the last one because I, I I don't know what people expect me to do this is not my job like this isn't my full-time job in any means I have a job 
and I'm at uni and someone had a go at me last night for posting that selfie because I put that it was a tradition to post like a game day selfie because yeah, I've done I saw, it. For, I saw, I saw yeah, a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that for years and someone had a go at me because they said something about, oh, well, I've been going since 1968 and I've never had to post selfies. And they just, they just said a few replies that were just kind of a bit mean. And I was just sort of sitting there thinking, why, why did you waste your time typing that out? Like, if you don't like my content, that's totally fine. Like, you don't have to follow me. I, I do not care. Um, I really don't mind. But even sometimes just normal takes that I'll put up about hockey, like even not related selfies or anything else, just normal takes, people will start sort of, you can feel them sort of trying to question your judgment on stuff a little bit. And I don't know if it's because there's a few factors. I don't know if it's because it's a woman saying it. I don't know if it's because I'm not from Canada or the States. And I have had people say to me before, Scottish people don't know anything about hockey. Go watch yeah. football. Off. Like I have had people say things along those lines. So there's a geographical thing. There's a gender thing. There's, there's all that but at the end of the day it's very few and far between with people and everybody else makes up for it so much because they're so nice and they're lovely human beings and I, I, I'm not going to complain too much because it's more than made up for with niceness and it's a nice place to be but it's a shame that a few people have to be mean to each other um, because there's no need for it. Yeah I, I, it is the na- human nature isn't it generally and it just, I think on social media, it gets birthed out in a way that we don't see, as you say, sort of that face-to-face confrontation and people feel safe behind keyboards and yeah. phones to put stuff that um, they're not really accountable for. And and it, But it impacts people and it impacts people like you, but it impacts people like me, yeah. um, you know, who are trying to put a positive spin into what can be quite a negative, negative world. In terms of women's sport, or women in sport, um, we seem to be in quite a good arena in the last few years, right across, you know, all different types of sport. Do you think that will start to change the dynamic in terms of, you know, for instance, you know, people like Alex Scott coming into football focus and, you know, you're starting to see women in terms of the traditional British sports having a much more um, upfront public uh, involvement. Do you you feel that will change the, the culture of, of what we're seeing at the moment? Yeah, I think it already has to an extent. Um, I see women being taken a lot more seriously in the sports world now than even there was maybe a couple of years ago. So there's definitely progression. And anytime I see anything related to um, like a woman ending up, ending up in like a really good sports role, I just, it makes me so happy. It just, yeah. it makes me happy. It's good to see both women's sport in terms of athletes progressing but it's also good just to see even even down to a fan level it's good to see more women becoming fans and I see it even at my local rink there's more and more women I see going compared to what there was before I think and uh, it's just it's really nice to see it's just nice to see more diversity in the sport and yeah, I, hopefully it just keeps going that way and keeps getting better. But it's definitely getting better, and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I think you're doing a great job. I, I really do, and I genuinely mean that. And I think it's great to for young girls to have a bit of a role model to see what you're cutting through in terms of your presence on social media. So keep doing what you're doing. It's 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 fab. So it's really good to see. Let's just talk a bit about the the Jays. Um, tell me how you. I mean, and there's the obvious reason why you picked up on the Jays because of the Leafs. But why this year did you start following them? What, what, why hadn't that happened before? Was this a particular reason that you fell in love with the best sport? Let, let me just put that there. <laughs> um, you know what? I just really wanted a sport to watch through the summer because I, I always miss the hockey during the summer. So I was sort of having to think. And baseball had always sort of caught my eye a little bit I really I'm really into like the American sports I just I, I like most sports but I'm really into like American sports and so there was just something about it that just seemed enjoyable to watch and I had no clue what I was getting into I had absolutely no idea I still wouldn't say that my knowledge of baseball is at a level I'm happy with it's not there yet at all I knew absolutely nothing 
absolutely nothing. And then one day I was just, I was just like, you know what? I think I think I'll pick up baseball this year. I think I'll pick that up. And so made sure I had the app. Then was delighted to find out how easy it is to watch baseball yeah. over here because the blackouts aren't a thing over here until the postseason. <laughs> don't go, don't go there. Don't go there. Take the postseason issues out for the regular season. Yeah. I was so happy how easy it was to watch the games. And I started watching it. Didn't under, understand like the basic levels of it, but I didn't have a clue what was going on. And then I love looking at analytics, but I looked at them and they are a million times more complicated than hockey. But they're sure. they're they're way more in-depth and you get way more from them. But trying to understand them was a, a learning process I have read yeah. a lot watched a lot and as I said I'm still there's still a lot of things I'd like to brush up on um but I'm glad I decided to just randomly start watching it because it's been very enjoyable great well it's great to have you on board we love meeting any Jays fans and, and really this podcast and the Twitter handle that I run and the Facebook group and stuff really was all about connecting trying to connect fans together obviously mm-hmm. it's still a mon- minority sport here in the uk yeah um, there are a lot of jays fans but compared to other sports not that many and so i wanted a means of trying to connect people together and, and sort of get that sense of community and you know connection across the country so it's been really cool to see you jumping into the blue jays family and we we love you there you in the same way you had a fascination with mr matthews uh mr bichette seemed to go across your timeline i noticed on several occasions yeah you would be definitely correct there uh yeah i think people, most people thought i was going to go for vladdy i think most people thought I, it was vladdy i was going to go for who i do love but bichette my favorite by a mile he, he is my matthews of the jays i love him yeah. Any particular reason? I mean, it, was it was it was it the hair? Was it the looks? Was it actually the position he plays in? Was it his, what what was the thing for for you for both? It was sort of a combination of all. Because um, you can confess now, Victoria. It's right. Nobody's listening. It's okay. You can tell us the truth. <laughs> I, well, when I first started watching, I didn't understand all the different positions. Not going to lie, I was just sort of watching it, and I was like, okay, there's someone throwing a ball. There's someone hitting the ball okay now there's people running about like that's all I could see at first so it was probably like the like the way that he looked and like the sort of vibe he gave off he just gave off a very I don't know like when I thought about baseball and my preconceptions of baseball someone like him is probably what I pictured so I don't know that but the hair his hair is amazing like his (laughs) hair is incredible um <laughs> it definitely draws you in and then obviously he is an incredible player as well right so the more I understood the sport the more I was fascinated by him actually playing as well um him and then Gosman would definitely be my sort of second as well okay. but yeah I think a combination a combination of all <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no that, that's great and it's the interesting thing with Bo and Vladdy and Kevin Biggio which you've probably picked up a little bit as you've watched over the year is that they they sort of came through the minor leagues together uh, that all their dads were former players as well so you had this sort of uh, amazing connection between them and particularly Bo and Vladdy uh, Kevin perhaps slightly behind them uh, are really good players and you know to bring up a whole crop of players all at the same time you know that hasn't cost them any big bucks because they've drafted them through themselves was just an extraordinary story and and as we went through the pandemic year is when they sort of came into into the majors and to see them grow together um and then as a team I think you know there's a bit of energy about the Jays at the moment I mean obviously there's the disappointment of what's happened this year but we've got so many players that are under contract so we're not going to lose the core we're basically going to get the same sort of team back next year a few changes here and there uh, how do you feel about sort of going from what you've seen this year into 2023? How do you feel they're they're fair? I'm excited. They are they're such a young team, right? So there's a lot still to come. I think when you've got a sort of aging team, you get a little bit concerned, or like as you say, like when you don't have players under contract, you're concerned what's going to happen next. Whereas I think we're pretty 
secure for next season. Um, there's a lot of potential that those guys still have that probably they haven't reached yet. So I'm I'm very excited. I understand that there that was a disappointment just there, but sometimes you have to look a little bit past that and look at, you know, if a couple of things had gone differently, everything there might have gone differently and they're by no means a bad team in the slightest there was just some some turning points in that game but I'm excited for what they can do I think they're really enjoyable to watch and they're so fun yeah have you watched any of the games you know in the more recent history so 2015 2016 seasons are particularly good years for the Jays again they didn't get obviously all the way through to the World Series but uh, you probably heard about the backflip game um, mm-hmm. in 2015. If you ever get the, I don't know whether you've watched the whole thing, but certainly get to watch the seventh inning of that game five. Mm-hmm. It's, I think for me, it's the most extraordinary tense moment in sport I've ever watched. Yeah. Because so much happened in that. I think, I think the inning, you know, for the top and bottom of the inning, the whole thing was about 50 minutes long because there was just so many crazy things happening. Okay. Um, and, and and for for more recent fans, that's what they look back to because obviously the bit bit like the Leafs, but not quite as far back as the Leafs. 92, yeah. 93 was the last time they won the World Series. So, you know, again, it's a sporting franchise in Toronto that desperately wants to get another <laughs> title. And I think with this team, we should get it. I really do. Yeah, yeah I can. There's no question about that. What do, what do you think about John Schneider, the manager? Obviously, he came in halfway through the season do do you like what you've seen in terms of his strategy I mean we've performed so well generally that I'm inclined to say yes but obviously there were some judgments made right that are are making me think no um but I don't I don't feel like I've been in the sport long enough to really really comment to be honest because I don't have enough of a comparison to use so I don't like to make uneducated takes I don't like to make sweeping statements that I don't feel like I know enough about so I'm sort of mixed on the issue I can see the good points but I can also see the bad points so I'm kind of I'm on the fence there not gonna no. lie no that's, that's fair enough I think a lot of people uh have come out and sort of said well you know there was some in hindsight and because everything everybody's an expert in hindsight aren't they yeah uh, you know he yeah. made the decisions at the time because he felt they were the right things to do and I think exactly. if he'd had his had his time again perhaps there may be a few tweaks here and there that they would have changed I think you know particularly the the bow and um Springer collision uh, was uh that was a scary moment that's like watching ice hockey yes yeah yeah, yeah. um so that was that was a big call I think sorry Sorry, I, I was saying, yeah, it's, it was exactly like that, only far worse because there is way less equipment and yeah. protection there's some yeah. hockeys. Yeah, it's a crazy moment. And I think I think he would have perhaps considered taking George Springer off, who was already slightly hurt because he'd been hit on the hand and all that sort of stuff and put um, Bradley Jr. in. Uh, I don't know. You know, we can all be experts, can't we, after the event? But I'm really excited about what's going to happen. Have you got any plans to to do a summer trip i mean would you like to get across there and see a bit of baseball i would love that so much uh i am devastated that i'm not going to see any baseball like in this trip anyway but i i would love to do a summer trip that would be just amazing um or, may, or maybe the icing on the cake would be because there's a bit of overlap between baseball and hockey yeah around the easter time so you know leafs doing well into the stanley cup perhaps and the jays have already kicked off that could be like the perfect trip for you that would be the dream trip that ticks all the boxes at once that would just be ideal you know yeah great one last question uh your choice of nfl team i saw that you put that out a few weeks ago uh did do you want to confess on that one yeah, well, I picked I picked the Giants, okay, because I, as I said earlier, New York has always been the place that I've been most fascinated by. As a child, my bedroom was New York themed, okay, so it's always kind of slightly perplexed me that I didn't pick a New York hockey team. Um, I'm glad I didn't, but I'm still amazed that I, that, I, that was my choice. So I felt like since they're 
is no Canadian NFL team, I had to pick like my favorite city, like one of the places I want to visit the most, right? So that's kind of where that came from. Okay. Um, I've always, I always, it's weird. I've always watched the Super Bowl, but NFL, I've never watched all the season through I've always been sort of a bandwagon or jump on the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl's always on or around my birthday so okay. it's always been trying to watch it um so yeah that's that's yeah that's my- have you ever seen any of the gun- games down in London at all no I haven't um I know there was one at the weekend just there um I should have probably tried to go but mm. everything is so chaotic right now that I don't know what I'm doing so <laughs> Love to have gone if I'd had the time. Yeah, they were definitely worth going to. You know, yeah. it does it does give you a feel for the game, uh, you know, up close and personal, and, and makes you realise quite how many stops and starts there are in a game of NFL. Uh, it's just yeah. you know a lot of breaks, but it's a great it's a great atmosphere and definitely worth doing. I think we've done three games now: one at Wembley, or two at Wembley, one at Twickenham. I'd love to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I haven't been there, so yeah. that's a place <laughs> I'd love to to go and see that. So, Victoria, what's what's next for you in terms of what you're planning and doing uh, beyond the trips to Toronto in a few weeks' time? What are you hoping to do with your channel and all that sort of stuff? Got any sort of plans for the next year or so? Um, I'm not completely sure just because my timetable is filled up to the max. Um, I just, I, I'd like to just try and keep putting out as much content as I can, but I know there's going to be certain phases where it's going to have to take a little bit of a backseat, unfortunately. Um, but I do a lot of work with the St. Andrews Society of Toronto, and actually that's what my trip in November is based around. Um, they have like an event that I'm going to, so right. I do a lot of stuff for them, which is like Scottish-Canadian heritage, so lot more content for them uh, i work with bodog as well they like sponsor a lot of my videos and they are they're great to work with it's all like my own thoughts and stuff like <laughs> nothing i ever say is anything anyone's ever told me to say it's all like my own thoughts but a lot of content for sort of those and yeah hopefully try and do more like leafs analysis videos because i only started my channel in january um, so we were already a good little bit into the season by then. So I'd like to do more analysis um, yeah. on the hockey, but my little bits of baseball content, even though I've probably made so many mistakes in baseball content that's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't because I was just trying to find my way so much, but I was probably making like the worst mistakes ever. I was probably saying all the wrong things, yeah. but uh, it's important to learn, right? You can only, uh- you can only. <laughs> Totally. Have you uh, have you got to the level where you fill in one of these yet? So scorecard for a baseball game. I don't know if you can see. No, that. I haven't. <laughs> so what you need to do, you need to get one of these sort of. This is uh, one actually I picked picked up in the states last time. Yeah, the Dick Sporting Goods score book. Uh, yeah, learn, learn to score a game because actually, funnily enough, when I learned how to do that, it made the game a lot more sense in terms okay. of. You know, it can be a bit nerdy, to be quite frank, but uh, I, I don't. Right. <laughs> you like all that, okay? So that that's fine then. Um, yeah, I don't score every game by any means, but occasionally, if I'm not doing anything on the the social stuff, and I just actually want to sit down and just enjoy a game, yeah, I might, I might just have the score pad next to me because uh, it just helps me sort of track the game as it goes along. Um, I like that. I'll need to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll send you some stuff with um, places you can learn how to how to score a baseball game. Now, I'm sure most people know where you are on your social stuff, but just just for the sake of uh, not missing anybody out, can you just give us your your various handles and where people can find you and your content? Okay, so my YouTube channel is just my name. It's just Victoria Stewart. Um, my Twitter and my personal Instagram are both at Victoria Stewart, but the A in Stewart is crossed out. <laughs> with an x it's not the easiest thing to say but i've always had that name i've had it for years so i'm stuck with it and i also do history content as well on instagram and that's at history by victoria and finally i make random tiktoks which are a load of nonsense but they're (laughs) usually sports related and that is at victoria alice stewart (laughs) and i have to say you have the neatest handwriting i've seen 
<laughs> so when you, when you like post your I'm studying here and it's just like man alive look at that it's like every letter it's not even joined up every letter's written perfectly <laughs> I mean how long does that take you to write out it takes me a while but it's, I, I definitely learn that way and I've always loved writing stuff out everything I'm I'm such a neat freak with everything like everything yeah. has to be tidy writing room everything has to be immaculate so yeah, I've noticed <laughs> that about your bedroom that you know when you're on your videos is everything is perfectly <laughs> symmetrical beautifully placed and I'm just looking at mine I'm just like oh I'll throw the jerseys up and just you know try, try and make it look something like worth of the background but yours is just pristine <laughs> so yeah I I had noticed about your, your writing I was just thinking that is incredibly neat so if you want to see some neat handwriting you can follow Victoria <laughs> compliment I love that as a compliment it's always my favorite great yeah yeah and nice little highlighting sections and all that sort of stuff yeah it's all color-coded good stuff like loving all that brilliant victoria it's been so cool to catch up with you i really thank you for your time tonight um i you as i say perfect segue from coming out of the the days of summer into the days of winter and uh, your boys are back in action and uh, we look forward to you know catching up with you again soon and perhaps as the, the the baseball season comes around we can do another another session with you and uh you know help you in your baseball knowledge um as you help us in your hockey knowledge that would be cool thank you so much for having me uh been an absolute pleasure we shall catch up soon guys that's it that's the end of the run for season one here on red white and blue jays uh have a great off season we will be doing one more of our live pods on Monday. So we're going to be just doing our, our sort of final end of season breakdown. Uh, and then if there's any sort of news that comes out of the Jays over the winter, we might do a few ad hoc sessions, but our live show will go out again uh, as we get into spring training. So look forward to that in 2023. Other than that, have a great winter. Look after yourselves and we'll see you soon. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.